Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratoc Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. It's been 50 years in the making. It's an EOL Extra. Extra. Hey everyone, Ranger1138 here with the Rockstar and Buddy Brandon, who we can now say, Buddy, that all three of us are who fans. Look out. Uh oh. Yeah, I didn't accidentally Rockstar. stumble into the wrong studio. I am here legitimately to talk about Dr. Who. Yay! Many people have asked for it on Twitter. Many people have asked for it on the blog. Many people have asked for it. Rockstar, just how did you fall into it? What made you become a Whovian? Was it just our incessant nagging or Actually it was the, the it was the ceasing of the incessant nagging, <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough. There was a period where It's usually how these things work. Yeah. There was a period where, you know, when are you gonna watch it? When are you gonna watch it? Have you watched it yet? Which one are you gonna start <laughs> with? You, watch it now? <laughs> <laughs> you could go watch it now if you want. One of us. One of us. And I just one. thought I was so resistant to this idea, not so much because I thought I wouldn't like it, but more that I felt I was going to be making this huge commitment to consume every single thing in the Who, uh, Who universe ever. So, you know, oh, I got all the classics, and I got the, uh, you know, the the 2005, then there's Big Finish, and then there's Torchwood, which is not really Doctor Who, but I should probably do it, and it seemed yeah. very overwhelming. And K9 and Company, and you can skip that. I, I wasn't going to mention K9 and Company. <laughs> K9! Come on, it's one of the best theme songs ever. You oh. showed that to me, God. and I uh, yes. may have wished and to forget you still it. Watched. <laughs> so, thank you, John Levine. Finally, things backed off a little bit, and nobody was telling me, "Go watch it, go watch it, go watch it." And I thought I ought to just start somewhere. And I had tried to watch an episode once. And hearing Rose kind of mumble her way through the dialogue. <laughs> oh, Rose just annoys me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for doctor. I'm sorry, doctor. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Man, just... uh, marbles in the mouth. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe there are actually Rose fans out there. There oh, are lots of them, mm, apparently. Yes. And I don't I don't understand is. this at all. No, I. I don't either. And so when I tried watching this first episode, I made it about 20 minutes in and kept getting interrupted anyway and thought, no, I just can't do this. And it was a couple of months later that I thought, well, I'm going to try again. I need to at least get through an episode. And I think actually I was testing something on my iPhone at the time, and it was a good way to you know, make it through an episode because, well, I'm testing. So it's for the good of the city and whatever. And I made it through the first one. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's all right. I'm going to just go ahead and go on to the second one and see if it is equally tolerable. And by, I think, episode four, I was still not a big fan of how he's doctor, but I could still <laughs> I could still watch it and I wanted to yeah, know what, what happened mean, to what the characters. Mean we have a time machine and we can't go back and save my father. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go back I'm and save my do father that. anyway. I don't care uh-huh. what you say. Yeah. 
somehow it all worked out. It was timey wimey, weebly wobbly. But to to out Rockstar here, she consumed seven series, buddy, in a baby maybe three weeks. Yeah, it was a little bit insane, she, but I she just made my OCD look very small in comparison. And that was the other reason why I delayed doing this for a while because I knew once I started, it was going to be very much a binge watching kind of thing, <laughs> and it was. I love the, the Cybermen and Daleks throwing down. <laughs> How many do you have? We have four. Only four. <laughs> we only need four. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Cybermen are good at one thing, better than Daleks. What is that? Dying. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that prepared her for the Day of the Doctor. I've had many faces, many lives. I don't admit all of them. There's one life I've tried very hard to forget. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. The moment is coming. I'm ready. Oh, lovely. Why are we all together? Why are we all here? I remember this. Almost remember. Oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it. For once, I would like to know where I'm going. No, you really wouldn't. I'm looking for the doctor. Well, you've certainly come to the right place. Yes. 50th anniversary. Oh, this is so, so, so neat. The neat yeah, but thing now about it's, it. Now it's, it's messed up my mind about how many, how many doctors, doctors there, there really are. Oh. Um, well, okay. then the Christmas special did that some more. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was hard to have expectations about this. How do you, how do you approach a show that's been 50 years in the making and has all these people who've played the actor, I mean, played the uh, role of the doctor, all these actors and make a, a thing that's worthy of this character of this universe and pull it off. And somehow in my mind, I think they Stephen, did it. Stephen did. I, I think he, did. he absolutely did. Yeah. And just people were like, well, it has to have this doctor in it and you can't do this. And they kept comparing it to three doctors or five doctors or Ugh, two yeah, doctors. Really, yeah. Really and do that. While those are multi, you know, doctor stories and big finish have done some good ones as well. Yes, they you have. Know, it's another thing to um, do it on screen. Zagreus was not one of them, by the way. Uh, episode 50. You know, the, the thing that I really have about Zagreus is that, you know, um, journey's end and, and silent earth rip off Zagreus in a very bad way. Cause I thought I'm not going to like this cause I don't like Zagreus and dumping the TARDIS in a bunch of gelatinous ooze doesn't necessarily work for me, but <sighs> multi-doctor stories were proven to be good by having the 10th and the 11th, but to help with the number controversy, you know, they were supposed to have, and by the way, we're about to enter spoiler territory. Spoilers. So if you haven't uh, watched day of the doctors, yes. Remember what river song often says, uh, here we go. The ninth doctor was meant to be the war doctor. 
that has been said. Moffat has said this, and I'm kind of glad it didn't work out that way. Believe it or not, I don't. I don't know that I, I would have liked uh, the Ninth Doctor. Certainly, it fits his character, and it seems like it's something that he would have done. And he does seem emotionally scarred. And I guess in the grand great scheme of things, that would work. But I, I do like the War Doctor. I do like the idea that he can't call himself that. And it actually affects the Christmas episode in a way that I'll get to in a little bit. But the story I'm, was I'm really good. glad that it was not the Paul McGann Doctor. Oh, no. But Night of the Doctor was so cool. It really so was. Had, it was good. It oh, was fantastic. I mean, they really packed a lot into like five minutes or whatever it was. Led a lot into what the the run-up to was. And you had – we have some links here in the show notes at eolshow.com. If you haven't seen The Night of the Doctor, um, it's also available for free on some play services. So like Google Play or iOS, um, iTunes. So you can get it there too uh, in either standard, ed or standard def or high definition. And uh, totally worth it because it legitimizes the big Finnish universe, which was a nice nod for big finish because oh for sure you know, the the doctor has been the eighth doctor has been doing lots of adventures if you follow big finish and that's why paul mcgann could walk into that role so well on screen after you know years since doing 1996 movie, movie. yeah yeah because he he knew who that character was yeah and, and, and that's um, a good thing because he was given a lousy script for that movie <laughs> <laughs> well if you ever get the uh revisitation of of um the 1996 movie there, there is a lot of copious amounts of why that went wrong and what happened and what football game it was against that killed it in the ratings. And it certainly wasn't because he was a bad actor. He was, no, no, he, he did doctor. fantastic with what he was given. He did a fantastic job with what he was given, but it leads directly into the war doctor. And now we have a regeneration for just about everybody. Uh, minus somebody getting bumped on the head and turning into Sylvester McCoy at the beginning of Time in the Ronnie. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but otherwise, uh, we, we, we have regenerations for everybody, and that's kind of neat. And also there's a, another prequel there called The Last Day that's kind of Halo-inspired and stuff. That was another freebie, but nowhere – after the – after the yeah, night I, did, of the I, I didn't I didn't get that at all. And I, I avoided all, all I literally turned off all my podcast feeds. I stopped following people on on Doctor Who uh with four or five months into the fiftieth. So I, I just I was good enough to avoid spoilers. So I didn't know that that was Paul McGann. And I know when I sent you the link, buddy, you didn't have a clue. I was just like, you have to see this now. <laughs> just before you do anything else, you have to see this. So oh, you mean great. the night of the doctor one? Yes. That you didn't know what was, what it was coming in. No, that, I didn't. Yeah. And, and it was great. And, and, and he referenced all of his big Finnish companions. Companions and yeah. So that was definitely a, uh, a trip. Yeah. But all that led into the day of the doctor, which for us as longtime fans, Dude, we were able to watch it the same time as they did in the UK. That was amazing. Yeah, we had two things. We had the announcement of the 12th Doctor, uh, Peter Capaldi, and we were able to watch the 50th all at the same time and tweet at the same time and not have to worry yep. about, I can't I can't read Twitter for the next six hours. I got to wait for it to come to America. And I just, you know, wow, that was just a, that was so neat to be able to do that. And commercial free, no less. That was even better. Oh, and for man. me as a it's new like fan, I wasn't excited in the same way about that. I knew that it was kind of momentous that, hey, everybody gets this at the same time. But coming into it, 
so new and consuming it all just back to back. I mean, there was never any break for me between Series 7A and Series 7B and definitely not watching it in real time except uh, for this particular episode. So it was good to have finished everything before Day of the Doctor, so I was all ready for it. Now, we'll get to your thoughts about Doctors in a second, because that's that's going to be a little thing we talk about in a second. But overall, enjoyed this episode, had hit all the right notes for me, so much so that I think I saw it like multiple times, including in the theater. I went and saw this in the theater like two days later. It was playing uh, in a Houston theater and uh, in 3D, 2D, and I went and saw it. And the trip I had about this as a longtime fan, there were young people in the theater. There were women that outnumbered the men in the theater. There was hot-looking Who fans. Where were these people when I was younger? And watching this uh, on a camera copy in a hotel room with, like, five other sweaty men waiting for this to come over from – wait, I'm going to stop right there. Um, (laughs) It was Who. I swear to you, it was Doctor Who. Um, Yes. It was John Pertwee, and it was hard to tell what things looked like. But anyway – You know, to go from having to wait for months and months and months or even years for who to come over to watching it not only on the same day as everybody else and then to see it in the cinema, to see Daleks on the big screen was a trip. And and not Peter Cushing. Yeah, not Dalek Mania. You're correct. Those were um, (laughs) advice. Yeah. Do not watch the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movies. I have made a note of this. That they're, is one less thing I have to worry about in this universe now. Yeah, they're they're just that bad. What was neat also was that there was uh, some original material uh, on the front and back of the film version. So we have a link here uh, and see it while you can because it might not be there later when you go to watch this of um, Commander Strax uh, preparing you for uh, watching uh, the film. And there were two versions of this. The uh, version that I have here in the show notes is what you would see if you had gone to the 3D version of it because uh, both the ninth, excuse me, both the 10th and 11th doctors step out and wave their sonic screwdrivers. Uh, whereas on the 2D film, uh, they actually continue on with Strax. And Strax goes on to say that they put in the wrong film and it has the pink fleshy doctor. And he says, oh my God, they're going to be exposed to emotions and he warns all the Sontarans that have come from his clone batch to prepare for uh, emotional onslaught. This is a drill. This is a drill. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> but definitely check this out in the show notes uh, so you can see the special opening that they did. That was really, really neat. There were some wonderful homages to many doctors. There was certainly the biggest yell of the night in the theater was the small clip of Peter Capaldi's eyes. <laughs> For the second and a half dialogue, he says in the theater, Um, I I just wasn't prepared for people to be ready so much for regeneration. I'm not ready. I'm still kind of dealing with that. But there are some other 50th related videos that will help you pass the time until it is uh, the 12th era. Uh, The Night of the Doctor, like we talked about earlier. Uh, The Last Day, like we talked about earlier. But if you were missing some of the classic doctors, check out the five-ish doctors, which is... Oh, that is funny. (laughs) That is uh, fifth doctor, sixth doctor, seventh doctor, and eighth doctor working their way into the 50th. And uh, it was written by (laughs) Peter Davison, even has an audio cameo from the fourth doctor himself. 
Um, it's really funny seeing it after the 50th because uh, a couple of those people did make it actually into the 50th, Tom Baker being one of them. Uh, this is a 30-minute special about them coming up with different things to try and get themselves into the 50th anniversary. And it has some yes, amazing Stephen cameos. Moffat was ignoring them. Uh, John Barrowman has a cameo. Ian McKellum <laughs> yeah. has a cameo. Steve, uh, Steve Jackson you know, has a cameo. Matt Smith has a cameo as well as uh, Jenna Coleman. There's just some really, really neat stuff here. And uh, the... David Tennant's wife cameo is one of my favorites. That is my, so I won't spoil that, but definitely check this out. If you're a who fan, uh, great work by Davison and, uh, Baker and McCoy, just great. And I love this. This is definitely worth a watch. So check that out. That'll pass some time until it's time for the doctor, the time of the doctor. Is there going to be an anniversary special next year? Dad? Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, but will you be in it? I think I will be available to film the 50th anniversary. This is Colin Baker speaking. Could you put me through to... Well, I seem to be stuck in this time vortex. Goodbye, my dears. Whatever it is you're planning, I mean. Doctors deleted. This is such a great honor. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. You were always my thing. You know they film it in Cardiff, don't you? Message deleted. You have no more messages. What about the Five Doctors reboot thing? Yeah, I could get a look in. No, nor could I. I'm usually in everything. A cruise. It sounds so exotic. Expensive. Terrific. Terrifying. Incredible. Impossible. What's holding you back from taking a cruise? Whatever it is, travel agent Jerry Crawford has the solution. Join a group for a five or seven day cruise in January 2015 or schedule one for your own group or for yourself. Guided assistance available on the ship and in port. Or venture out on your own. Guide dogs are welcome. Installment payment plans available. Starting at just $359 for five days of all the food, fun, and frivolity you can handle. For more information, call 281-633-2711 or send an email to 2cruisers two two at, at att.net. That's number 2, C-R-U-I-S-E-R-S at att.net. So what are you waiting for? Call or email Jerry today to book the experience of a lifetime. Back everybody to this EOL extra. You know, when I, I forgot, buddy, you did you check out a Adventure of Space and Time? An Adventure of Space and I Time. I did. I did. It was really good. It was yeah. um this was um basically a it's, it's not a really a documentary. Well, it's, like a, it's sort of a yeah. yeah. Biographic of, biographical picture. Doc, yeah. It's not a true doc- documentary, but yeah. Dramatization. But yeah, of, <laughs> dramatization, yeah, that's good. Of of um Sort of the beginnings of Doctor Who, the beginnings of um, starting it uh, and filming it in a, essentially in a broom closet with um, with an old 
uh, old man named William Hartnell that uh, didn't really come from all these other shows was uh, not yeah, necessarily would, a children's yeah, actor. No, he he wasn't. He he wanted to, you know, he wanted to do more Shakespeare and and he was you know, an over door a truth beyond. That's you know that's right. And he wanted and he wanted to. Um, he he wasn't sure about doing this part, and then he he did and. And he, when when he decided to do it, he really threw himself into it. Even so far as, oh no, no, you can't you can't just press a random button because you know the kids will notice. He's right. Yep, and that was yeah, a true absolutely story. Absolutely right. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, and it it showed him through uh, through through doing these shows. It showed um, how Verity Lambert had to really fight not only um, to Being a keep Doctor Who sixties. <laughs> right, but no, yeah, not only to in a boys not club. just really to keep yeah, not only just to keep Doctor Who, but to to prove herself as a producer, mm-hmm. and uh, she was of course vindicated. But uh, and, and and it it really went through the whole thing. It went through and it, and it showed Hartnell sort of declining in his declining health and yeah, and how they sort of had to um, move things around a bit, and then they had to let him down to to um and figure out how they were going to you know have another guy play the the doctor and all this sort of thing and it really it it was very well done it really brought a tear to my eye and you know when you can watch something like that and it really moves you like that you know that 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 uh, it was it really was that well done and it if you can find it anywhere absolutely you really should I should see it run hot and cold on mark gatiss writing League of Gentlemen was, I am hot and cold on that series. There's some parts about it that I really like and others I don't. Uh, I like some of the stuff he's written on Sherlock and I'm not a big fan of some of his, his various who outings. I'm hit or miss on those, but this gave the Hartnell era heart. Cause you've heard a lot of these stories. If you're a longtime who fan about, you know, Billy flubbed his lines and you know, this would happen or he really declined and, and, this actually put an, an emotion on it, a face on it. It was done in a very nice way. Some of these stories, if you're a longtime Who fan, turned into to, to this dramatization and putting life to it really hit home, like you said, buddy. It just really is a is a an emotional ride. I mean, they cover a lot of things that you already knew about, about if, you know, in the studio, if it got too hot, it would flip on the sprinklers or that they had to film the pilot twice. And they had to fight to get it aired uh, twice because of the Kennedy assassination. There's just all these things that were up against the show, and yet it persevered. And this not only does a good job of telling that story, but it also made me feel differently about William Hartnell. And uh, when they did the BFI screening, uh, his granddaughter was there, and she was so emotional over it that um, she had to be escorted from the theater for a while before she could do the Q and a because she had said how accurate they were in getting a lot of these things from what she remembered seeing her grandfather go through, which just makes it even more amazing about that particular film. So an adventurous space and time, it was a part of the who 50th. Um, there is some modern who little bit there. One thing they did not do, um, which I really appreciated was that the, the, the fellow they got to play, Hartnell, they didn't have him do the Hartnell affectations and, yeah. you know, his, his, um, mm, yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. they didn't, they yeah. didn't try to, they didn't try to play that up. They, 
they um, they gave him. I, I, I guess he had license to not necessarily act in the way that Hartnell would have acted in in real right. life, but to portray. I, I guess portray what he like the, the measure the, the of the actual, man. Like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the measure of the man. Yeah, not trying to and, do and an imitation. They, I think that was a smart right. move too. That was absolutely, and and I think it really made the it really made the show. Yeah. And and just the way that they actually approached going back in time in the console and it was just yeah, really, was really, cool. really well done. Really well done. Some people don't like necessarily who they chose to do uh Patrick Troughton, but I, I don't have an issue with that either. And it's really quick. So I mean it's just when they, they have to tell the story of the tenth planet, which is uh, Hartnell's last story, it's really, really interesting. Now, looking at things before we get to the Christmas special. Uh, we started with the first Doctor, and we'll skip ahead to the ninth, tenth, and eleventh Doctor because Rockstar, you had some definite feelings about the Christmas special. We'll get to in a sec, but from your perspective, Modern Who, two thousand five, mm-hmm. ninth, tenth, eleventh, and the War Doctor. Who's your fave? You, you have to tell. You're going to get asked this on Twitter anyway. <laughs> of we might as well just get this out there. I think I am at least somewhat in the minority, but the 10th Doctor is my favorite. And I really like them all for different reasons. To me, the 9th Doctor was kind of my first experience with the Doctor. And so he'll always have a special place because of that. He was a very interesting Doctor in that you could tell He was pretty emotionally scarred, but he was still trying. And I liked the portrayal of that character, the regeneration. I really liked, too, because it was so casual, you know, like, yep, all right, doing this now. Here we go. The Tenth Doctor for me was sort of what I always imagined the doctor to be, he was less human than the 11th. And I know that a lot of people like the 11th because he seems, you know, very human in a way. And, uh, he is, but I like the 10th because it felt more true to what I thought the character would be when the 10th doctor is angry or upset in some way. It can be very, very cold. And that feels right to me. Whereas the 11th, he's very manic. And when he is angry, you know, he's petulant and yelling, no human has anything to say to me today. And that just feels very human. And I guess not as alien as I would prefer the doctor to be. He's been around for years and years and years. So I expect when he gets angry and things happen, you (laughs) run. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that though, because that was one of the things that uh, particularly struck me about the David Tennant doctor as well, was that he was, he, he felt like the doctor, he felt like a classic doctor. Right. And I am not familiar with classic who, of course. Uh, so, well, I, I think that Matt, I think that Matt Smith also felt more classic, but in a different way. Agreed. Um, Eccleston, Eccleston. No, it, um, I wasn't a fan. 
He was a reboot. He, he, you know, I think he was the right choice for reintroduction to the series because he was a he recognizable actor. He was an accessible actor. doctor. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I felt about him. He was yeah. a great introduction to this. Uh, he was not hard to like or dislike for me. You know, I felt, all right, cool. This is the doctor. And beyond that, enjoyed him but he didn't have right very notes. strong feelings one way or the other when he was concerned he showed it felt like he showed concern when he was angry like i'm going to wipe every last dialect out of the sky because that's kind of what you were saying about matt there a second ago. yeah when when he would go over he would go over but there was a damaged man you know you knew something bad had happened and his whole speech about we lost the time war was just what you know as 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 coming back to who in 2005 um he portrayed that really really well and david did too at times like his discussion in the jail cell during the doctor's daughter you know you are an echo and he's still feeling it um and i think that's what's really great about that line in the day of the doctor uh the man who regrets the man who forgets because they're trying to totally forget about what happened to the ninth and what he did uh, to the point that he had a lot of adventures before Rose, but he never really looked in the mirror until Rose. And that says a lot about him and what he was willing to to do to get over that. So I tend to find, and I do have a big classic background, I, David is a fan. David is a huge fan. And Matt came to the series through his parents, but, you know, at 26 years old, he wasn't when he got as the much role, of a fan. Exactly. He grew into becoming a Who fan, right? He he told the story at the 50th about Capaldi and Tennant were looking over this list of companions and Matt looks at him and goes, who's that? And they're just like, come on, that's so-and-so. Da, 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 da. And, you know, they just repeat it from this episode to this episode, almost down to production numbers. So, you know, because of Matt's age, he can't necessarily have that kind of knowledge, but at the same time, he embodies more of Patrick Troughton or Colin Baker to me at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. Where, where I see... I see Tenet is more Tenet, fifth doctor. Yeah, a bit fifth. I saw a bit of Tom Baker, although not so mm-hmm. much the clowny sort of... Um, the early whatever, Hinchcliffe but, stuff. Not, not, yeah, yeah. Not, the, yeah, not the later seasons, but the earlier stuff in the Hinchcliffe era. I could see that. Yeah, a, a bit of that um, with with him, uh, but um, you know, definitely both of them in their way harken back to the more classic Doctors. I think. Agreed. I'm going to be interested to see what Peter Capaldi does with it. Well, and here's another fan again. You know, this guy was I, writing yeah, the absolutely. Radio Times at 15 years old about Daleks. So, right. <laughs> you know. Of course, I, I I love I love his introduction though um, when he regenerates. Anyone know how to fly this thing? Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> Well, and he grabs his lapels like Hartnell. And so this is where I come from with what Rockstar just said. And we'll just slide here into Time of the Doctor. What I think the War Doctor and all that did for me, buddy, is it made me look at the 11th's role as he knew that was the last regeneration. You didn't, but he did. And rewatching episodes now with that knowledge, because... You know, Moffat had a grand plan. Some things that happened in Silence of the Library, you know, showed up in the 11th Doctor era. And knowing now that he knew that he was the last 
incarnation of the doctor makes some of Matt Smith's decisions or lines more sensible to me. This is what I don't get, though. Like, is he saying that when David Tennant cut his hand off, when he had his hand cut off in... he took that, that regeneration episode, energy. That was a whole. That was a whole regeneration. Yes, because I remember. Because I remember David, the David Tennant doctor, said something like, "Yeah, well, like the regeneration energy energy from the regeneration is still, you know, is still active, and so my hands just going to grow back." Um, more or less is what he said. But so it was a whole he regeneration. Blew it, he cycle. blew a regeneration right. cycle by channeling that into the hand because the hand already had its own Artron energy. Yes, I know that that sounds really stupid. I I feel kind of dumb saying it, but he says it. I didn't want to change. I didn't want to like the. Oh, yeah, space. that would have that would have that would have really sucked to have like had a regeneration that lasted like an hour. Oh, I I just <laughs> now got this. Just now, the line where he says, "Well, yes, See the, the tenth regenerated fear. once and had the same face." Yeah, he kind of had a problem. I just now realized yeah, yeah, no, that's he, kind of what vanity. they were referring. Yeah, he makes that line about vanity in 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 uh, time of the doctor. But there really was a regeneration wasted during the tenth era, and I just now put that together. Yeah, Moffat was clever enough to take lines from Russell T Davies and turn them into a story, like the moment. The moment is mentioned in End of Time. I didn't realize that until I went and unfortunately watched End of Time again. Ah, But on the beginning of End of Time Part 2, when the council See, is I'm meeting, gonna, they I'm mentioned totally the moment. inadequate here. Yeah, so well, well it, it, it's only because I've watched this a couple of times recently that I have it in my head. Um, I need to like but, totally go back and watch the whole thing from, from ninth up. Well, see, I, I need to do that with the 11th era because now that I know that the 11th Doctor knew that he was the last Doctor, that makes some decisions he made. Even some of the speech on Rings of Akatan, ah, he said someone like he's resigned himself to oblivion and he's willing to do some things a little differently or he has more of a cavalier attitude about something. So we've speculated before that when time of angels happens right angels take manhattan when that happens that he goes back to rory and amy's timeline and revisits them because he can't let them go because there are specific things if you go back and watch dinosaurs on a spaceship or there are things where you feel like he doesn't remember certain things that they remember because he hasn't experienced them yet and i truly think that he wouldn't have done that in another regeneration. He, it was, it was, why not? I'm not going to be here. I know it's going to end. I've, I've been running all my life as you've heard. And that other thing, that's why I think the 11th is, is a very interesting enigma in many, many ways. And I think Moffat knew that. I don't think it was like a Battlestar Galactica moment where they threw darts at boards or they did, you know, things as they made it up as they went along. Stephen doesn't really run that way. And when Matt Smith said he wanted one more year, he almost convinced Stephen because Stephen was like, no, I wrote your ending. You know, this, this was set. This was going to happen. So with that in mind, I, I, I truly think that the 11th has a, an interest for me on a whole nother level. Acting wise, I, I kind of like Matt's range more than David, but I do he know what you're saying. He played it really well, Star. no doubt oh, about yes. that. Yeah. Well, human nature and family of blood. I don't want to shortchange Tenet by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he 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 puts forth an amazing range from 
crying and having to make the decision over the fob watch and then being that cold bastard that does things to them after you made me become this person again i'm going to do something nasty to all of you you know that that is a defining moment of the tenant era for me you know there are anything on mars waters of mars is my all-time favorite modern episode period that speech in the airlock the slow walk back and then time Lord victorious. Oh yeah. I like that a lot. And it's another moment where he, he becomes the master for that one moment. He understands the master in waters of Mars. So I agree. That's, that's one of my better ones. Speaking of the master, I thought that that was kind of uh, lame. The whole, like the master is the way the master is because he's like kind of schizophrenic. <laughs> yes. Like, the, really? The Seriously? Of a time Lord. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You went insane because we needed a reason to come back, which sadly now because of the events <laughs> day of the doctor was kind of forgot, you know, because, <laughs> you know, what, bringing Gallifrey over towards earth and then sending it back only for the doctor to send it to a pocket universe, man, I'd be pissed when I found out about that. So some people didn't well, like that because they thought now that Now there's, we there's time for Gallifrey to rise again. Yes. Oh, sure. Why not? And I'm okay with that. Some some modern fans are not. Some classic fans are. Where where do you stand on that, buddy? The return of Gallifrey. No, I'm all for it. I, Me too. I thought that the whole, I thought that the whole, like, I'm the last of my kind thing was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was know? a good reset button, but it was a good way to tell people that you didn't need to watch the previous 47 years of Pooh. You know, it was, it was. Yeah, but still it was cliche. Well, I guess, but I mean, it was a great out for Russell. I don't have a problem with that. I, as much as I think it was a great way for Russell to bring it back. I like how Moffat has single-handedly like destructed most, (laughs) deconstructed most of those (laughs) things he did to bring it in. So, oh, worried about that uh, 12th regeneration rule? Took care of that. All right, let me see what else I got here. Uh, Oh, Gallifrey coming back. Yep. Took care of that. All right, next. Yeah. Zygons brought those guys back. All right. Check. Uh-huh. Well, you know, he used to go to the pubs and uh, would go to the Fitzroy pubs. So it's like he's totally going through every big pub brawl they've ever had about who and giving, you know, oh, I wonder what would have happened to the eighth doctor in his regeneration. Check. <laughs> they've totally done that. So we know that Capaldi's coming. What are we hoping for? I mean, we've still got Jenna Louise Coleman. Uh, yeah, Do certainly not a coincidence that certainly not a coincidence that the beginning of a new new regeneration cycle is an old guy. I'm okay with an older doctor. I mean, they kept getting younger. No, I'm I'm good with it. I'm just saying that it's kind of interesting that you know the the first cycle we met the doctor in the Hartnell area era, era when he was like. Well, is that an homage to a whole new regeneration that's, cycle? That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, him grabbing his lapels like the first doctor is kind of like a reboot uh, in a way, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of what they're shooting for. I like that. He's going to keep his Scottish accent, you know, because he's not going to do, because he's not doing the English accent like David Tennant did because David is very Scottish. (laughs) Well, do you think that Karen being able to keep her accent was kind of the first, first okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like her accent is really hot. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I like the girl who waited, but you know, one of the things that we complained about at the beginning of this show, Rose learned how to talk 
Because there were some moments where, like, in, in End of Time, she's even more, or excuse me, I keep doing this. In Silent Earth <laughs> and Journey's End, she's even more incomprehensible. I don't understand half the words that come out of Billy Piper's mouth. But in the in 50th, she was, you could understand her, but the voice had changed considerably. It sounded like maybe yeah, she smoked a lot of cigarettes, yeah. I assume. is It, <laughs> it really did sound like that. But I'm, I'm hoping... As she wasn't B. Arthur, but <laughs> no, but you know, heading in that direction, perhaps. I hope, though, with the new doctor, I don't know how long Jenna Louise Coleman will be around, but I'm hoping that they write better things for her. And in relation to yeah, a new doctor. She seems like a pretty incompetent governess, for example. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, come on, kids. Let's get on board and get you uh, totally grabbed by the cyber planet. I just yeah, left yeah, for yeah, a long go. time yeah, and uh, hopefully somebody yeah, we, took care yeah, of like, you. Yeah, like, like um, okay, sorry. Yeah, I know I know that every time anybody gets into the TARDIS, it's dangerous, but you kids want to go on a trip Come and you're going to blackmail me, so let's go. <laughs> and just her character was not written she's the epitome of the why doctor where doctor who doctor the, yeah there, is, there is no character i mean just this wide-eyed random woman and i don't like that at all i much preferred exposition her walking in her uh <laughs> the when she uh appeared initially i much preferred potential. that incarnation of her you know genius geek girl and all of that, mm -hmm. yes, this is fantastic. Well, you know, the funny thing was at the time, in real time when we were watching it, nobody knew that she was going to be in Asylum of the Daleks. That was a complete surprise. And they filmed all of that in studio. So nobody knew that that was going to happen. The problem I had with it is what you just said. It was such a great portrayal that every other alternate version of her especially the, I guess we'll call her Clara Prime, for lack of a better term. But the Prime version of Clara is dull as dishwater yes. compared to that. You're exactly right. And I really am hoping with an older doctor, I don't quite know how to Maybe explain this. Maybe we'll see her this. kind of grow up. Yeah, I, ho I hope to, to see her, her some. grow up a little. And I also hope to see every companion to different degrees. And I think they did this with Martha really well and really believably, but every character has been to some degree utterly smitten with the doctor. And while I think that is mm -hmm. realistic, oh, for you, sure. you have, I think that's from, I think that's from the begin. Well, not quite the beginning. I think when you have because, uh, Barbara and Ian were kind of, yeah, yeah they were kind of, of an antagonistic thing. They were kind of stoic. Polly wasn't a big, fan i mean you're right but when you get into say beyond when you zoe, get to when you get to yeah zoe uh, zoe yeah. um liz shaw, Real, you know what? Liz shaw i would course, say joe of course joe joe, oh, is joe the definitely joe, joe is definitely. the beginning of that because then you have sarah yeah liz shaw yeah. respected him um yeah. but you know and then yeah joe forwards for sure Joe begins that because you have you have that echo again with say nissa and the fifth doctor era and then minorly with with Perry and then there's the whole unique relationship between the doctor and Ace but uh -huh. yeah. what I really want to see and again it's realistic that you would be 
smitten with an alien time lord who takes you all around the universe and so on. There would be that initial just utter infatuation kind of thing, but I want to see. Yeah, but once people start not, shooting at you after the third or fourth time, you're <laughs> yeah, probably you, a bit you gotta <laughs> kind of realize, hey, this is dangerous. And I want to see strong women who either respect the doctor and don't need to be involved with him romantically or just don't Donna. even feel that way at all. And I, yes, Donna was great and Martha was great too in that Martha's she recognized ending. what was happening and yep. she said, no, this, this is, is me, me getting out. Getting out. Mm-hmm. And what she says later to Donna, if you stand too close to that fire, you'll get burned. And she knew she was speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I think is neat is that you know, like you saw in School Reunion or or has been mentioned on Big Finish, the life after the doctor. Can you survive it? Right. And that gets explained a little bit on Torchwood too. You know, once when you've seen all this, how do you unsee it? How do you go back to a normal life? That's what Billy Piper even says. You know, what am I supposed to go back and work at a shop? Yes. <laughs> it's like kind of a tough act to follow, man. You know, just, but agreed. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I like totally Sarah Jane did. couldn't do it. I mean, she she started doing all kinds of wacky stuff with K-9. And a spinoff series. Not just one, but two. And, yes. Two? The Sarah Jane Adventures. Uh, well, the audio is good, too. Um, for The Big audio Finish. is, yeah, there are a couple of seasons that it, it is quite good. K-9 and Company is a spinoff of Sarah Jane. Uh, was was well, Sarah Jane uh, getting her was first supposed show? To be. Gotcha. Yeah. Was supposed K-9. to be, but... K nine. Yes, Sorry. and then you got K nine. Yeah, you showed me that you a Merry Christmas at the end. <sighs> this is true. I want that plushy K nine. I want that plushy K nine. Yeah, it was out at Christmas. It's a plush K yeah. nine, and it talks. Ooh. and it's really cool. Now, 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 the now, now the the plushy Daleks were just just weird to me. Like you I can don't get know a plushy Dalek. A Dalek. That just yeah, it's just, like no, that, that's, I'm going to yeah. cuddle with weird. a Dalek. <laughs> I just don't think I like but, that yeah, idea. Yeah, you can get them the way I do. <laughs> it just doesn't seem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would work. No, well, there's not an so article much. here that sums up what Rockstar is saying: uh, the Captain Kirk syndrome, and that was an article that you you mentioned that that really affected your your look at that. There's another article from Blaster here about can Moffat write for women? So is some of the issues that happened from Russell T. Davies kind of writing more about the emotion than the idea? And then you get to Moffat who loves playing with the idea and timey-wimey, but kind of bad on emotion. Is is it that sometimes the doctor is whoever the showrunner is? Is that where some of this can come from? Or is it back down to... You know, the actor can only play with what he's given. It's a very interesting concept, and I think that's why we wanted to talk about the doctors today. And you can let us know what you think by leaving us an iReport right there in iBlink Radio, sending us an email, resources at serotalk.com, or drop it on over to the blog, eolshow.com, or contact us on Twitter, twitter.com slash eolshow, or end of line. Um, I'm looking forward to it. looks like we'll be September before we get to see Mr. Capaldi. Uh, pictures are coming out already about some of the things he's doing. Uh, I like his new, um, costume. I think that's going to be easier for 
people who like to do cosplay to do because they're Doc Martens rather than Prada boots or Converse sneakers. So there are things out there that are going to be uh, available for us to kind of sort of get into. We'll know more as those things come about. But in the meantime, I didn't cry at Time of the Doctor the way I cannot watch the last 15 minutes of End of Time. But I'm going to miss Matt Smith. Hey, I will too. Yeah, I, 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 will. I am too, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. But the show is about change. The show is about regeneration. And I think it was a fitting end. And it was neat to see David back. I mean, everything you wanted to know about the 10th, everything you liked about the 10th was definitely there in the 50th anniversary. And if you're an old school fan, definitely go back and check out uh, An Adventure in Space and Time. And if you do th- that, make sure you watch An earthly, uh, Unearthly Child, either right before it or right after it. Those are good companion pieces to watch right next to each other. Any final thoughts before we close this out, guys? I'm glad that I have finally uh, joined the universe, and I will go back and revisit classics at some point. But I'm looking forward to now watching the latest episodes in real time with the rest of you. There you go. And in 2017, we'll talk about her entering Big Finish, right, buddy? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, big her, her course is set. Whoa. We have audio for her to get through. <laughs> One of us. One oh, of I, us. I'm I am so behind on Big Finish. Oh, me too. Oh goodness, me too. Afford- so behind. I mean, when, when, way, he, when we got to the Fourth Doctor I, Adventures, which I'm, are I'm, I'm collecting them, but I'm just not. Yeah. I love the I love the thing. I need to finish this, but I started the one of the Four Doctor Adventures, Fourth Doctor Adventures, and it's Leela. Shakespeare, what a stupid name. Who shakes a spear? Maybe throw spear or... (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's neat is that him getting back into it, I think, helped with the 50th when he has that cameo. Because, and they didn't rehearse that is what I read, was that, you know, they got him up there, they put him under assumed name at a hotel in Cardiff and then brought him in. But yes, he's 80 years old, okay? But he can still throw a line that just sounds like 40 years ago it just blows my mind the way he can force out that voice that tom baker voice you know it just sends shivers up my spine someday like in the theater even when he does that line as the curator and i was just like golly you just are majestic in how you have a presence so it's weird because the more he does it the better he's getting at it as opposed to when he first is getting back into it because if you listen to any of his other stuff, like um, the the stuff he did with uh, Captain Yates, uh, the um, Hornet's Nest, and all of those, are you talking about that that wacky weird thing with yes, the yeah, house where the, and the, the house is a like, TARDIS the and there's a gatekeeper? Yeah. Uh, no different than him saying that he wanted a cabbage as a companion. Um, that's that's another mm. true story. Mm, yes, and if you don't get enough Doctor Who, I can't say it enough. Radio Free Scarrow, The Doctor Who Podcast, or if you want it from a female point of view, Verity Podcast. All of those links are available in the show notes. So one question before we go. Theme mm-hmm. tune arrangement, which one is your favorite? Classics and modern? Classics and modern. And not a side project like Orbital? Yeah, not, yeah. And the, the one where Sylvester McCoy is playing the spoons, that doesn't count either. <laughs> doesn't count either. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... I, I, some people didn't like the intro to the theme that Murray Gold added in the 11th Doctor era. I do. I don't mind that kind of preamble to the main theme. Out of the modern era, 
I kind of like this last version of it with uh, Matt Smith, not the one with, with um, Amy. I don't like the Amy backbeat. I just don't like that. Boom, boom, I, I just don't think that works for me. And, no, and I don't like that at all. That's my I least like. favorite. Yeah, it, it, it just feels wrong. But the newest version for Series 7 I liked a lot, and it has... You know, that feeling of all the different themes wrapped up into one, I think he captures that. Now, yeah, in, I, I like that one. In Classic Who, I like the Fifth Doctor's arrangement. I don't know why I do, and I know that's sacrilege for some people, that, that fuzzy guitarish sound, you know, in the high-pitched boo-woo. Yeah. I, I kind of... See, I I'm, I'm like all that. about the... I'm all about the original, the original arrangement. I mean, it just... It's... Stark, it's um, very the sixty three Delia Derbyshire. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it gets so weird when you get to Third Doctor and and Fourth Doctor era. I mean, it is it, but it isn't. You know, right? Yeah, it's. It, I don't know. They they have a different sound in there, and they take out the the middle bit. And uh, oh, I can't. Yeah, oh, I no. love the middle eight. The middle eight is the middle bit ah, is, middle is, awesome. is awesome. I love it. It's the same way that I kind of like the. Uh, the piece of I am the doctor that never gets used and it's about two minutes and 30 seconds in but there's a whole nother I mean it's not a madman in a box it's not clockwork TARDIS it's not I am the doctor it's a whole nother bit to I am the doctor that actually kind of sounds like the Gallifrey theme to it uh, a little bit but I'm gonna miss that theme I know people are kind of tired of I am the doctor but it's my ringtone and I'll change that when I get the 12th doctor but I like that even better than Doctor Forever. And I like Doctor Forever, which was uh, kind of the ninth and 10th Doctor theme for the Doctor. But I, I, I love that it's been Murray Gold because some of his themes have been just magical. And Long and Lonely Dalek Night or the Cyberman theme. I like all the different plays on the Cyberman theme. And of course, this is Gallifrey, which is just haunting. The um, aforementioned Doctor's Daughter there's just this lone clarinet playing the Gallifrey theme when Tennant is talking to her about being an echo in the time war. It is just chilling, haunting, and just, I love it. But, don't know. I mean, we'll get another version, I would bet, of the theme for oh, the sure. 12th Doctor. And we'll probably get a new Doctor theme because there's a little hint at that. Uh, just the same way as I Am the Doctor is sort of there when, when Matt regenerates and, you know, I'm crashing. And it kind of gets into the, the I Am the Doctor refrain at the end. So we get a little bit of a new theme at the beginning of Peter Capaldi's era. Maybe that is what the real theme is going to be. We'll know in about six months' time. Well, thank you, everybody, for checking in with us. And it was another EOL Extra. And we look forward to seeing you in the TARDIS once again, probably around Christmas. And, uh, uh,